So I Married a Cinephile uses clips, quotes, and songs in fair use as commentary for movie review, with no intention for monetary profit or gain. So please don't sue us. We're just having fun. Ugh, I love this movie. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen this movie? I'm Megan Carver, and I'm a cine newbie. Did you know that we watch all kinds of movies, new and old? And let you know if you should watch them too. Did you know? (laughs) Welcome back to So I Married a Cinephile. So we've officially kind of surpassed season three because we this have. is technically episode 17 yes and we usually need to do 16 episodes per season correct so gloves are off man rules Who knows? are rules are out the window Who knows what's going to happen this at a, this point Un- a fluid situation precedented That's right. just like literally everything else in life right now <laughs> yeah, so unprecedented as opposed as uh, instead of you know going against the stream or swimming up Going a river against or grain. against the grain. You should never shave the grain, against the grain. Shave, shave the grain. I always shave against the grain. Really? Yeah. Because, I mean, if you shave with the grain on your legs... When, that would be like me taking my razor and going this way. Right, but it's different for your legs. because well, like, your hair grows down. If, right, it grows down. Well, it grows down on your face, too. Well, but yeah, if you but shave down... If you shave with the grain like on your legs and you come over to me and go, hey, you go, oh, I'll just scratch you. Because <laughs> it's prickly. Like, it's super prickly. It is. It is. So, at any rate. Yours especially. Mine is. Well, because I've got... It's very full. I'm a I'm a hairy lady. It's it's and I say that strong. with so much confidence and love. Yeah. I have a lot of hair on my head. And I say the same when you have strong leg hair. I say that. Out of yes, it is. I have strength in many ways, including, <laughs> including my, my follicles. My leg hair. I feel like we're kind of dark right now. Does we it are look a little, a little dark. dark. I I don't know if it's because we're not uh, properly lit from the front. We usually have a fire going. Maybe that's it. But it's still daylight out ish. No. no. Yes. No. Maybe. Not really. It's more backlit. Darn it. I know. Well, uh, you keep talking. I'll keep talking, I guess. The uh, one person we had watching is no longer here. So. Wow. We're just moving <laughs> on up. We're, we're doing just really batting a good. thousand. But maybe if we move the lamp. Over? I'm really glad we're recording all of this, you by get the way. All that this you guys live. get the behind-the-scenes look That's right. at what happens with So I Married a Cinephile. Because it's live theater. Because it's live, folks. And, this... and life can Why be a little say, messy. What, how was your week, Ben? It was amazing. What happened this week for My you? My weekend especially. I got to do a lot of yard work, Okay. which was nice. Uh, I got to do uh, some voiceover, which was also great. Good. What was, what was the voiceover for? Um, it's actually for a company that I work with. This company is based out of California, and they've been a client. Uh, we've had a working relationship for, God, since we lived in Portland, so probably six yeah. or seven years. Right. I just recorded some voiceover for a video that I did maybe within the first year of meeting them. Uh-huh. So, oh, wow. Uh, that was, that was kind of cool. Like, yeah. he sent me this thing. He's like, oh, That's can better. you update this line? And I'm like, oh, my God, this video is like... <laughs> Six years old, um, but no, like the weather's been awesome. We had uh, we had yep. a really nice weekend here. I think. Yeah, and... I think too. Like because you know we were saying earlier that it's not very often that you get to be a couple and live in a house yeah. for an extended period of time by like on your own before buying a house. Right. <laughs> like the, unless you're renting it or something. And right. so we've had the opportunity to like kind of be pretend like play homeowners. Yeah. And like I did gardening the other day. Yeah, I, I filled like 10 bags of leaves this weekend yeah. and like did some like I I sanded the rail out front and you know you did some gardening by replacing some flowers. Yeah, and some, yeah, some, yeah, I was replacing know, planters some, yep. and stuff and we put out the lawn furniture. You and, aired out 
old paint cans. I like have that's old paint as cans airing out in the garage. That's right as now. homeowner as you get. So I feel like this is kind of an interesting trial run. Yeah, you know, I think we're doing and it's okay. Made us, yeah, I think so too. It's made us realize like, oh, we definitely want to. We like buy house, a house. We like yeah. not having neighbors living on literally all <laughs> sides but one of us. And Rocket has had such a great time too. Rocket, you can see he's. Wow, he has yeah. passed the fuck out. He got out. a bath today, so he's... He he's had two tired. very long walks and a bath, so he's... He's a little... Dead to the world. For the day. But <laughs> no, he's had such a great time with the open outdoors. And, yeah. You know, um, it just made us realize, like, oh, no, I think we want to be homeowners and, you know... See, and then as soon as goal. we get a, a house, we're going to start complaining about that. <laughs> you have Why to find something this? to complain about. You right. have to. And but. the upkeep of it and everything. But mm-hmm. I think we're up for the challenge, but... All that good stuff. So, how are you? I'm good. Good. I had a good week. Mm-hmm. Work was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a couple of very interesting clients. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I had just a couple of clients. Like, there was one person that I talked to who I was talking to him, and he's like, oh, I'm busy. I can't talk right now. And I said, oh, okay. He's like, call, call this woman. She'll talk to you, and if she fucks it up, I'll just scream at her. <laughs> and I'm like... Okay. And then later on, I had been texting with him, like, you know, checking in on how things were going. And he's like, well, things have been, he's texting me back. So I'm not going to do the accent. He's like, things have been really slow. I, you know, life is hard. Sure. What's, why don't we get rid of all these other countries? Yeah. Because then it wouldn't be like this. And I, you just have to skate over that stuff. You can't address it at all. And there was, there was somebody else too that I was talking to that was like, uh, I said, you know, do you have a chance to take a look at the artificial intelligence draft that we sent you of your website? And he's like, no, but I'll be in my tractor later and it has auto steer. So I can look at it on my phone then. I mean, apparently it's fine to operate heavy machinery and check and the draft of your new be website. On your phone, you it's, know. That's okay. But it's fine because his tractor has autopilot. It does so. have autopilot. It's fine. <laughs> Who knows what else? He's Candy Crush. Yeah. Like zombies versus flowers or whatever that game. Yeah. What's the newest thing? I don't know what the new games are. Uh, Words it, with friends. I know. Is is it Quibi that just went live? Quibi's the really short little videos. Yeah. So that it's, was like. It's not quite TikTok and it's not quite Vine. It's okay. something more but also less. Why are we why do we keep reinventing these things? Because people's attention span keeps growing shorter and shorter. So is it is it still seven second videos? Ye- no. Oh. Quibi is about ten minutes. Ten minutes? I think, at the most. So So it's a bunch of short films. Oh. But they're episodic. Cool. Oh. I don't Okay. It it neat. Okay. I, I uh, Quibi. People are busy. Quibi. This, this episode is it's, not sponsored by Quibi. It sounds like Queef, but it's clever. <laughs> did you have? It's, did you have yourself a Quibi today? It's queefing have with ever, glasses. Have you ever accidentally quibbied in the wrong moment? If I had a nickel for every time I quibbied, <laughs> I've had it. I'd have at least twenty-five cents. <laughs> Oh, hi, Jacob. Hi, Jacob. Still look great. Jeez. Animal Crossing is big now. You're right. Animal, Animal Crossing? Crossing. It's this whole... Fu- I have no idea. It looks like if Sims and Muppet Babies <laughs> had a, a merge and they all needed to be farm animals. I don't... It's... I'm not quite sure what it is. Wow. It's like animated, like, Game Boy shit. I don't know. I'm so I don't out know. Of the loop. I have no and idea. I'm okay with that because I, it yes. sounds like something I don't need. No. So, <laughs> uh, so this week, what we did is we asked everybody what their comfort food movie was because, yeah. especially right now with everything that's been going on, I think we're all going back to something that's familiar, sure. something that makes you feel good, like the peanut butter and jelly of your cinematic world. Sure. As sure. it were. Depending um, on when you were born, too, because right. you guys sent in a myriad of options. Oh, my. Like, and stuff that was, like, from this year yeah. to stuff that was from before we were born. Yeah, like essentially. Like, all over the place. Mm-hmm. So there were tons of stuff. We had over 100 submissions. Yeah. And we had a really hard time picking just one. So what we thought we would do or Megan is... Had this I idea, told actually. Ben what we're doing. <laughs> so we're doing. So this it. is what we're doing. Um, is that we were going to name off at least twenty of them, hmm. uh, maybe twenty-one. And what we'll do is I've written them down, and we will go back and forth trying to rapid fire say really quickly the plot of the movie in like 
two sentences or less. <laughs> and then if we recommend the movie, just yes or no. Okay. Like, like, what was it? What's the game like? Kill or marry? Something like that. Yeah, it's like that. It's yeah. like you watch it or don't. Yeah, that's Perfect. it. So I've got... Should we jump in? I've got my list. You've got... Your list is for me. So okay. you tell me the, the thing and then I'll tell you. Oh so we're going to go back and forth. And okay. we're going to go as fast as we can. Do we want to time it? I don't know what we're timing it We're for. not really timing it. Okay. So. so we're just going to do as fast as we can. These are all of your submissions. So if we... Hopefully we get these right. Yeah. And hopefully I recognize some of these. Those are Most yours. of them I these do. Right. Mine. These are the ones I'm asking. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You all ready? Right. Yeah. Do you want to start or should I? Uh, why don't you go? Okay. Uh, Connie and Carla. Okay. So it's about two women that want to be drag men. They're like drag queens, but men. And they make a... Uh, they, they make a, a cabaret show and they make money. Would you recommend the movie? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, it's about an out-of-work actor who really loves his kids who dresses in drag and pretends to be a nanny so he could spend more time with his kids. Would, would you recommend <laughs> Hell it? Hell yeah, I'd okay. recommend that movie. You go. School of Rock. School of Rock. Um, a, a drunk dude <laughs> pretends to be a teacher and makes kids like music. And... No, we're trying to keep it short. Oh, okay. Trying to keep There's it short. There's so that. much more, but you have would to keep you, it really short. Would you recommend short. the movie? Yes. Okay, great. Okay, Newsies. Oh, my God. Quick, uh, make it quick. The, the kids have to sell them papes, but Robert Duvall's like evil, and Anne Margaret's like this old whore. Would you recommend yes. it? Yes. <laughs> Go. A hook. Oh, uh, a guy that doesn't know he's Peter Pan finds out he's Peter Pan in his middle age, and he goes back and and he fights. What's his name? I just said his name. Robert Duvall. No. What? I just said the title. Fights Hook. I meant the actor. Oh, Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. Fights Dustin Hoffman. Would you recommend the movie? Absolutely. Great. Oh, uh, uh, Forrest Gump. Oh, a, a slow-witted Southerner experiences, like, 50 amazing years of U.S. history. <laughs> Would you recommend this movie? Absolutely. Absolutely. Go! Uh, Juno. Uh, Juno, a girl gets pregnant. Would you recommend this movie? No. <laughs> really? No. I love Juno. I don't like Juno. Oh, really? No. I, I was like, it was like the garden state of pregnant we saw girls. We in the theater, didn't we? I don't, I don't care about it. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care about it. Okay. Go. Oh, I'm no, going. It's, your turn. it's my turn? Yes. Uh, the Devil Wears Prada. Oh, uh, this girl gets a job as an intern working for a woman who's really mean. Yes. <laughs> and, and... <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Would you recommend the movie? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah? great. Okay. Yeah, very good acting. The We're breakfast, about halfway through. The Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club. A bunch of kids get detention and end up becoming friends. Would you recommend the movie? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Field of Dreams. Uh, Kevin Costner <laughs> is talking with ghosts and the ghosts want him to build a baseball stadium. <laughs> Would you recommend this movie? Yeah, Kevin Costner is an American treasure, so yes. <laughs> okay. The Princess Bride. Princess Bride. Uh, a this boy, book has everything. Uh, this it book has... has everything. The boy gets sick. His grandpa reads him a story, and the story is about love. Fencing, Fencing. fighting, monsters. Uh, it's my chases, turn. Escapes. And there's a big rat, and it's kissing, and a big giant that says peanut. It's an R-O-U-S. Really. It's a peanut. It's a rodent of unusual size. Yes. <laughs> I said the movie, Prepare to Die. What? <laughs> Would you recommend the movie? Yes, I yes, would. Great. Um, Raising Arizona. Oh, I man. I haven't seen this. So, really? No, oh, I haven't man. seen Raising I Arizona. I saw this at a rooftop screening with Mia Allen. Go, um, go, go! It's, uh, it's, it's about a, a dimwit and his wife who <laughs> steal a baby and raise it as their own. And Holly Hunter's amazing. And so is Nicolas Cage. It's one of the Coen's, like, Coen Brothers' first movie. Would you recommend this <laughs> yes, movie? Yes. Okay. It's hilarious. John Goodman's in it. Okay. It's great. Uh, the Muppets. The Muppets. That's this it. came up. This was. This came up like seven times, and I'm like, there's like just the newer Muppets movie. Muppets. I don't know. Okay. That's the thing. There's a bunch. So I'm just gonna go with the one that I remember. Great. Which is which is Muppets Christmas Carol. No, which no. is no. The first one that I remembered was just the Muppets, which was where uh, they all want to go to Hollywood or something. Okay. And Kermit's in a bog and meets Fozzie and then Piggy <laughs> and then there's the guy that wants to yell to sell French fried. Uh, frog legs, and they they escape him. Okay, would you recommend this movie? Yes, I Great. would also recommend watching it because I forget it. Uh, Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing. Uh, is it? Uh, man, 
I don't Come remember on. the plot of Dirty Dancing. That's so great. Try to try to say what it it's is. It's about putting baby in a corner, but nobody puts baby in a corner. That's not the quote. Try to think of the because Patrick Swayze is like super hot, and then he wants to dance no. with Deborah Winger or something. No, and it's dirty. No, and they like have the time of their life. You're just and he saying. Like lifts her in the air. You're just. Oh my god. That's really would you I recommend this movie? I can't say that I would. What? I don't remember Dirty Dancing. Why can you I remember not? pieces oh of Dirty god, Dancing. Oh my god, Dirty Dancing. I've seen Dirty everything. Dancing since I was Jessica a Day. Teenager. Okay, go. Jessica Day. Jessica Day watches it when she gets broken up with. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Home Alone. Home Alone. A child beats up two grown ass men. <laughs> Who try to break into Who his house. Who try to break into his fucking house. <laughs> the kill count is so it's, fucking high. They would have died mo- at least 14 times in that things. movie. They're trying to take things. It's theft, it's not theft. just trespassing. And I would absolutely you recommend would. that I'm movie. Good, especially good. at Christmas time. I'm really glad. Uh, Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman. Uh, Richard Gere is a rich man who meets a prostitute? Yeah. Call girl? And ends up turning her like it's... Because it, Julia Roberts isn't ugly. <laughs> you need to make it faster. Julia Roberts go, baby, is pretty. Go. And he makes her into a pretty woman. Yes. I would recommend that movie. You would? Even though you don't remember? Okay. It was... I remember Pretty Woman. This is kind of an offshoot. We, we had it on VHS. No, we didn't have it. My grandparents had it on VHS. And the the VHS cover always struck me as really provocative because they're they're like standing back to back. Yeah. But Julia Roberts that is, is wearing like these these like thigh high leather boots. Yes. And she's like she's like got a hold of his necktie or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And it was rated R, and so I knew that I couldn't watch it, but I really wanted to. So I was like super curious about that movie. So then, definitely recommend. Sure, absolutely. Okay. Oh, my turn. Sorry. Oh, uh, fame. Fame. A bunch of fucking high school kids. <laughs> Sing and dance all over the lunchroom. <laughs> and one girl in particular accidentally gets into porn. Oh, okay. Would you recommend that movie? The old one, yes. <laughs> Not the new one. The remake can either. can fall up a flight of stairs because it's more embarrassing and probably less painful. It's possible. This one's good. You got to make this quick. Okay. You promise you'll make it pr- quick? I promise I'll make it quick. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Uh, four men open a business about uh, capturing ghosts loose in New York City. Yeah. I would highly recommend no, highly that recommend. movie. It's an amazing movie. It's... Okay, your turn. Ah, uh, and finally, A League of Their Own. A League of Their Own. A bunch of ladies play baseball and they're fucking amazing at it. Would you recommend this movie? Absolutely. Last one for you. A League of Their Own. Well, do you want me to give you the plot? Why don't you say yours real quick? Oh, okay, what would yours so be? Uh, two sisters from Oregon get hired to play in the All-American All Professional Girls Baseball League after the start of World War II. Yep. Yeah. So, we, we watched, watched A League, League of, of Their, Their Own. Own. This one came up, I think, three times. Yeah. And of one of those times, it had like four likes and five hearts. Yeah. People fucking love this movie. And I can't blame them. It's was, an amazing movie. I was eight when it hit theaters. I think I was nine or ten when I first saw it. It was one of those like HBO movies that I remember. Because HBO we had, movies? Well, we had HBO when I was younger. Okay. And so it was like one of those big premiere Saturday night movies. Where, like, uh, a League of Their Own came on. And it was one that I was actually allowed to watch. Do you remember all the old like HBO uh, oh, the yeah. intro title yeah, that had yeah. like a flashing light? That's the first shit. time I saw Terminator 2. Oh. It was with my parents. But Chris really wanted to watch it. And my parents were like, I don't know if they should watch this. And Chris was like, oh, it's fine. Terminator and 2 or Terminator, A League of Their Own? Oh, Terminator 2. I don't know if Sorry. Ben should watch I A League of Their Own. I probably shouldn't have watched Terminator <laughs> 2. But I, I, I really remember uh, my first viewing of this movie and just, it, it just being so much fun and so enjoyable. And it was hard to find a flaw with it. And I think I was more fascinated that it was based on True, true story events, yeah. and true events. So I don't think I saw this until I was like in my teens. Really? I don't I think I missed the boat like most things and the whole reason this podcast exists is that I missed the boat on when this came out. I was rewatching Cabaret. Cabaret and Cats. That's fun and <laughs> Friends. That's it. That's, that's all, all I needed. Yeah. So uh no, I, I I can't remember when I watched this, but I remember being like, how did I not know this movie existed? This truly is one of those feel-good movies. It's, it's up there incredible. with Ferris Bueller's Day Off oh, for me. That like, also came up a Lebowski, bunch of times. Those also movies that always just like are, are like soul food. Yep. 
you know, they make you um, just they make all the happy the pieces. plot breakdown per imdb two sisters join the first female professional baseball league and struggle to help it succeed amidst their own growing rivalry yes which it's is also perfect. like even though they're both fully grown women it's still a coming of age story it's a love it's story. like they're coming into their own yeah. it's it's a love story with their passion a love story between sisters mm-hmm. Um, individually because individually, Dottie like is a, at a very different place than Kit is. Yeah. yeah and yeah. like identity mm-hmm. and I, there is one thing that I was going to ask you because mm. watching it now I feel like there's a different dynamic than I did when I was younger. Sure. When I was younger I always thought that Dottie and Tom Hanks what's Tom Hanks' character? Jimmy Dugan. Jimmy. I always thought there was like some sexual tension between them. There was uh, we're, get, we're bridging a little bit into, into trivia there in real life, no. Uh-huh. Um, but in the movie, there was originally going to be, like, a love story between them. Oh. But Penny Marshall stepped on that real fast. The director. Because she didn't want a love story getting in the way of everything else that yes. was happening. And Penny Marshall is an amazing director. Insane like she She passed director. away and Gary Marshall passed away, I think, both within the last few years. Mm-hmm. Both of them are in this movie. Penny Marshall was, of course, famous for playing Laverne and Laverne and Shirley. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were both, I think, in either Happy Days and Taxi. I think they were both in that. Um, but it's it's a brother sister duo. They were in Hocus Pocus. They played the 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 married couple that the witches like oh going to their house. Oh my god! It's Gary Marshall and Penny yes. Marshall. They play brother and sister, don't they? Or, no, no, they're, they're, no, they're, they're husband, husband and wife. And wife. Yeah. That would be a very odd brother and <laughs> sister dynamic <laughs> if it was. I mean, it's it, it's because they're actually real brother and sister oh. in real life. Then but that's even husband. weirder. <laughs> right, that's right. even weirder. Which I thought was funny, seeing that in Hocus Pocus. But, but Penny Marshall was the first female director, because of this movie, she was the first female director to cross $100 million at the box office. So yes. this, back in 1992, set a big precedent, I think, for female directors sure. moving forward. It may not have like pushed the envelope as fast as it needed to. No, but, it, but it's now, something. It's a start. It's We you, wouldn't be where we are without I it. I feel like you can really see a lot of the benefits yeah. that this movie worked really hard to achieve. No, so. when I was younger, I thought that there was a romance there. And now that I'm older watching it again, I was like, no, I don't see it. Yeah. They were just friends. Yeah, they yeah. were being supportive and of one another. And not to say like, there's, no there's not like, you know, some attraction there. No, I guess. but there's no like follow through in it. It's just like, I she appreciate more, you. Yeah. And he's like, I appreciate you. They and respect each other as like, as, as people, as people yeah. and as like baseball players. Yeah. But she ends up more or less like, kind of saving him from his alcoholism pretty much like there's that scene on the bus where he goes for his flask and she gives him a coca-cola i love that that's That's, oh so little moments like i love that that scene okay so again uh directed by penny marshall starring uh tom hanks as jimmy dugan gina davis plays donnie henson again cutthroat island just Uh, yeah Lori petty who is another huge actress in the 90s uh plays her younger sister kit madonna is amazing as may mortabito so great rosie o'donnell was actually in the supporting cast i don't think she was like a big like name yet name not yet it She's wasn't like the mid 90s yet so great but the the supporting cast of all these female uh actors megan cavanaugh who plays marla hooch uh oh tracy God. reiner so who plays great. betty betty spaghetti um and cusack who's one of the cusacks sister to joan and john leone taya leone is in this randomly like, like one she, of her and she's like movies. a five and under if yeah. that she's more like a featured extra essentially yeah i don't think she actually says anything no but i think she nods at one point yeah um it's it's an amazing cast the writers uh the story was written by kim wilson and Ke- kelly can delay but the screenplay Ken- was by lowell gantz and babaloo mandel Oh, Babalu. Oh, Babalu. Babalu Mandel. Babalua. So written by two guys, directed by a woman. Uh, but it was it was huge. It I think the budget was forty million dollars, but mm-hmm. it made over a hundred million at the box office. Yay. Critics more or less loved it. I think Metascore has it at uh, at a sixty seven. That's uh, good. Which is technically in the green. So yeah, that's always good. Solid. Yeah. So we should, should we just? Yeah, I mean, like basically, it starts. Where's my? Where are my notes? It, it starts, starts in out, Oregon. Well, it starts out in Willamette. <laughs> it just says Willamette, Oregon. Oregon. Not Willamette Valley. Not well, like where it's just it's just Willamette. And as two people from Oregon, we were, we're I, like, I never really minded that. It and, was more or less like now, in the Willamette Valley where yeah. you know like all of these like dairy. But there's farms no like and, it's not like you could go. Oh yeah, I live at two five Ben Street, Willamette, anywhere. Oregon. It could like, be in Eugene. It could be in Corvallis. Right. It could be in Salem. It's it could somewhere be in, in in farm. Area. Farm country, yes. Right. 
Um, and so it opens on them, and they are uh, playing softball, right? Mm. Oh, baseball. I think it's softball it because softball they're throwing because... underhand. Oh, they're throwing underhand. And okay. that's something I actually noticed because I wrote down, I was like, why are they throwing underhand? And then I noticed later on when they're doing the when training, playing... they actually teach them try throwing throw overhand. overhand. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they were all doing underhand until that moment, which I thought was a really great touch. So I wonder if women only played softball up until that point. I think so. Because I don't, I don't think women baseball players really existed before no yeah. it was all softball yeah. and uh interesting so they they're playing a game and they immediately are introduced to kit and dottie's yes. rivalry yes. slash love for each other which i don't know like i never had that with my sibling my i was gonna say siblings i just have one brother yeah i never had any of that like we had some of that but i was the older bit. sibling so i would have been in dottie's shoes i don't know if i really fell into that either because chris annie and gabriel all played basketball right and so i was sort of the odd man out from all of that because you didn't want to play basketball i mean it just didn't really interest me i played for a season in like seventh grade uh but i played hockey for the most part so huh. That as far as like that protective nature, that's something that I or get. Or the competitive of, like, nature the competitive, for like, sports. Well, having like a twin brother, like well, yeah, the okay, then like, you the get that. The competition is yeah. real, yeah. but there's also like that protective sort of let okay. me let me give you unsolicited advice kind of thing. Okay, and, or let me do my own thing and stop right. giving me unsolicited advice. Right, like, you know, I'm my own person. Which is like half the story of this movie, <laughs> you know. Which is great. It's 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 done really well. So then, uh, an agent, a baseball agent, John Lovitz. John Lovitz yeah. comes in. He's a recruiter. He's a fucking gem. <laughs> what an awesome character. They like, wrote the part specifically for John. Did Lovitz. they really? Yes. I can see why. Yeah. He's, uh, he's this silver-tongued asshole that comes <laughs> over and says, "Hey, I want you, Dottie, specifically." Because Dottie's. Amazing, Amazing, but she's also good looking. Right. You know. And so he's like, I want you to come and join what we're creating, which is this new women's professional baseball league. And the reason they've created it is because America is or now involved in league. World War II. Right. So that's going to take the all boys of the men away. Are Not overseas. all of the men in real life, they actually brought up players from the minor leagues to fill those spots. Oh. But the popularity for the sport was kind of going downhill down. interesting so they teams weren't allowed to up. travel as much because of like they had to ration fuel oh. like they couldn't make trips back and forth because gas was I needed see. for general Patton and his tanks right so here we are here we are so they, they've so, created this professional baseball league and they want the women to come <laughs> and then the sister is like i'll come yeah great and dottie's like uh i don't really want to i'm married because dottie's married her husband is fighting in the pacific i think no he's fighting in italy yeah and so, they're planning on settling down once he comes home so she's yeah. like no that's okay i'm fine and kit essentially kind of guilts her into saying i can't I can't be my own person here. Right. I need to get out of this place, and this is my one shot. I also think it's important to establish that, again, like, Gina Davis is made to be, like, statuesque and gorgeous. She is. Even though she is, like, a, a, you know, she's, she's a dairy farmer. underneath you know? a cow. But you see, the, you see the disparity between Gina Davis and Lori Petty. Yeah. Where you can see John Lovitz wants Gina Davis because he even says you're you're kind of a doll and that's what we're going for. Like you're attractive. I apologize. We actually missed a very important part. Did we? Yes. The beginning of the story does not start with them oh. going to baseball. It starts with her showing up to the honoree thing. Gina oh, Davis's right, character. Because she's Dottie older shows now. up. She's older and she's coming to this honorary event for the American Girls Baseball League. For the and Girls she doesn't want to go, League, but her daughter makes her go. And so then she has this moment. She's staring at a at a baseball field, and then we flash back into what we're talking right, about now. Right. That's that's important. Yeah. And the actress who played older Gina Davis was actually dubbed over. I thought for the longest time that was just incredible makeup. No, I did. I thought. And even that. the ADR is not totally clean. It's no, weird. it's like, close. It's really close. It's really close. But there are a couple of spots if you watch for yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> essentially, Gina's like Gina Davis's character is like, okay, we'll go. We'll go. So they. <laughs> but but. Kit can only go if Dottie goes. That's right. John Lovitz's bargain. Right. And Kit's, Kit's a pitcher, and she's trying to prove herself, and John Lovitz is like, no, if Dottie goes, then you can go, but other than that, we don't want you. Right. So, so anyway. then they run to catch the train. Yep, they caught it. 
and then, then they have to stop off in Colorado because oh they're looking at another girl, which is when we're deuced to, to get Marla. Marla Hooch. Marla Hooch. Who hits like Babe Ruth, has an eye like DiMaggio, but looks like the underside of General a shoe. Omar Bradley. That's what it was. <laughs> General Omar Bradley. And which, it's, there's this it's, beautiful, heart-touching moment because, yeah. her, because Marla's mother died. You know, we don't know how. And she was essentially raised by her father from what we can assume is a young age. Yeah, and, and John Lovis is like, whoa, like whoa, whoa, she's ugly, she's talented, but no, we don't want her because she's horrible to look at. And the dad is like pleading with her saying, I raised her as him. a boy because I didn't know any better. Yeah. You know, like don't make her suffer because of my mistake. And yeah. it's like this heartbreaking moment because you you feel not only the weight of the world war happening, but also uh, Marla being essentially carted away from her home to go play baseball she's like who's gonna take care of my dad yeah. like who's gonna cook for you and he's like don't worry about it you have to go do this right this is gonna be the greatest thing that's gonna get you out of here and anyway. it was interesting like watching it again it's 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 great and it's also really hard seeing how much they hammer into her appearance yes it is appropriate for the time right which uh, that's again where I'm like okay it makes sense for yes. the story yes but it's like the one shot when they're like doing ads Marla for it. Hooch. How about Marla Hooch? She's like and she's like here. 20 yards away or something. <laughs> she's a hitter. I think they make three jokes about it, which the jokes come in threes. Yes. They, they do like the beauty school one. Right. There's the one about General Omar Bradley. And then, and her then being the really far away. Of her being really far yeah. away. Yeah, but it's so hard. Like, it's a recurring joke, but nowadays you're right. Like I don't we, know how well that would do. I, but it, there are some things that maybe didn't. It makes sense for the time yeah exactly and it was so, it was funny it's funny and, you know I, I feel like the actress made the absolute most of that part yes. she was but on the, again on the flip side of that she's very good at baseball she is she right. is she's ungodly insane. talented at it you know I love to the, I'm, I'm getting a little bit off I love to there was a moment that I thought was so important that they honored when uh, they're like practicing and then there's a, a black woman and several of her friends right. off on the that. side yeah, yeah where there's like a ball that goes loose and she takes it and throws it back to them and it goes past Dottie to the person behind her yeah. and like hurts her hand when she catches it. Yeah, yeah. And it's just such a beautiful, very subtle commentary on still, even at a level where women are treated less than yeah. men, yeah. black women are treated even less even than less. Men. Like they had their own section of bleachers yeah. where they sat the black people who were, oh watching, my God. who were watching the game. It was just... It, it was a great I moment. feel like they could have done a little bit more mm -hmm. with that segregation of what baseball was, or at least In women's baseball. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, anyhow, no, I was going to touch on that. Oh, that was so a really, great. That was, and it wasn't very long, either. No. It was like, oh, like, black and people two, are people, too. Uh, so then they go through <laughs> this tryout session, because there's like 100 girls there, but only 64 are going to be picked. And then that's when we're introduced to Madonna. And Rosie O'Donnell. And Rosie O'Donnell, yes. who I would fucking love... To play Rosie O'Donnell's part. They became actual best friends because of this movie. Did they like, really? To this day. Like, they're <gasps> actual BFFs. Yeah. That makes me yeah, so happy. And Madonna's awesome in this movie. Oh like, my god. Like, again, it's sort of like Matthew McConaughey. Like, if you're given the right vehicle. Yeah. And you really want to show up, you absolutely can. Yeah. And this part was, like, handwritten for Madonna. Rosie O'Donnell as well. She plays, like, this loudmouth you know, Staten Island gal. I love yeah. that. And it, it was, it was just a really great dynamic to have these like two Oregon farm girls, Marla Hooch. And then you have, you know, Rosie and Madonna. Right. Who are like kind of the loud mouth ones and kind of in your face a little yep. bit. And yeah. I love that too, that they brought, and then there's also two towards the end once they've announced all the teams. Yeah. There's that girl that doesn't know how to read. Yeah. And she yeah. like goes up and she's Suzanne clearly, Cusack, yeah. um, she's, that's right. Yeah. Cusack. Uh, she goes up and she's clearly trying to figure out where she is mm. and a girl gal comes up and kind of helps her. Yeah. And I thought that that was also a really great commentary on classism and just oh, yeah. like how yeah. there were probably several women there who didn't know how to read, who, you know, came from very poor upbringings. And this all comes from, in my opinion, like not only an opportunity to get out of the kitchen, yeah. like a Rosie the Riveter type of thing, but yeah. like do your duty for your country, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. I, I think that's an aspect of it. Because if you think of the boys who went off to fight Hitler, these are kids who were raised during the Depression. Mm -hmm. You know, if you think of the, the paratroopers, the, the reason these men volunteered for the paratroopers was because they were paid extra money every week. Right. You got paid 75 bucks a week to be a paratrooper, and they're like, cool, sign me up. So everyone came from 
from a very specific sort of sect mm -hmm. as far as their class, as far mm -hmm. as their upbringing. And, this, and you see that in these baseball tryouts. Mm -hmm. You see these farm girls who happen to be really good who are brought into the forefront and have an opportunity to not only play professionally but do a duty for their country. Right. And again, you see like some of them don't know how to read. Some of them don't know how to pitch overhand. Or And then we get into the next segment after everyone is on their team. They show them the uniform, which, which is, is basically so a 1940s bathing suit. Offensive. It's so... I feel bad though for the girl that was modeling it. Like I know that the actress is supposed to be like, oh, look how cute I am. And right. then she feels really embarrassed because everybody hates what she's wearing. I would hate to have been that actor <laughs> to like walk up there and be like, oh, be sexy. Now everyone going to hate what you're wearing and hate you right. so be disappointed like i can't slide in that that skirt's way too short right and then they're basically like well if you don't play in this you don't play for us essentially right. and they send them to charm and beauty school because they all to have to be, ladies. to be ladies because there is nothing more important in baseball than, than etiquette and lady. poise yes than knowing how to drink your tea, tea. yes Christ. Jesus Christ. It so was so ridiculous. And it really happened. Like, I'll get into a little bit of trivia about that just to tell you That's about, insanity. like, the minutia of, like, of what was expected of right. these women is insane. So they it's start totally doing insane. games and they realize that the games are not going very well because people kind of treat it as a joke. Yeah. Like, everybody's like, you guys can't play baseball. You can't, you're being ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and so then they, but they keep going. Yeah. And that's when they're introduced to their amazing coach. Yes. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, who plays who plays Jimmy Dugan, who is not a real life baseball player. That his character was based on two real life. Different oh, two characters, different people. And they they oh, kind of squash him. Oh, okay. This is, and I will take this to my grave, my favorite Tom Hanks performance. And I know that's saying a lot. I think Have before this. Have you seen this, Joe versus the volcano? No, that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying before this. Have you seen Splash? Before 1992, Tom Hanks did a lot of like these more comedic roles. Right. And I think this was like kind of the a end of that. A little bit of, of a bridge. This is before both Philadelphia and Forrest Gump. Uh-huh. For which he won Academy Awards. I mean, he's amazing. He yeah. plays a gay man with AIDS. Oh. And Denzel Washington is the attorney who's like representing him in this case. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, okay. But Tom Hanks... You'll feel good movie. Tom Hanks is so drop-down, sloppy, drunk, and just like... Just that, like he, he really is. Like, you just feel bad but watching him. But he's also him. so fucking funny. Yeah. Like, his timing, his physical comedy. Yep. Like, Tom Hanks... The P, by the way. Oh, man. I recorded it. It's fifty-one seconds. Yes, a fifty-one second P. Yeah, and, when and I'll get into a little bit together. of trivia about the P. Oh my God, I'm too. so excited. Okay, but great. I love seeing Tom Hanks in a very physical, comedic role because yeah. you often think of him in maybe these other parts because right. we've seen Forrest Gump, we've seen Castaway, we've seen Captain Phillips, and all these where he's just so damn good yeah. at the dramatic work. But to see him like really just be so drop down, pathetic, slovenly, he gained 30 pounds for the role. And like to have such a character arc too. Like this yeah. is an incredibly well written role yeah. anyways. And he does it such service. He's a good baseball in player. In so many ways. He, uh, he, he hit like 56 home runs in one season, yeah. like four of them in the World Series. And his fall from grace is that he, was he just alcoholic. got into alcohol. Yeah, he and... wasted five years of his life. And the owner of the league is like, I'm going to give you a job coaching the girls team if you want because and, you did so much for us when yeah, you were playing exactly so they give him this opportunity tom hanks ends up coaching the team and the rockford peaches consist of of course gina davis Lori petty madonna rosie o'donnell they're all put on the same team right. because you have like this great kind of question group i don't understand why the logo has the two scales weights thing they're for, the rockford peaches mm. but it has a scale on it oh and i don't I know why that. I don't know. I'm really curious about that. I wonder that. if all the uniforms have that. Uh, yeah, they all have different... No, they don't all have that. They all have something specific to, I think, where they came from. Oh, interesting. I don't Anyways. I don't know But, uh, so... So now Tom Hanks is coaching the team. Well, and, coaching. Yeah, like he's just showing up and kind of waving his hat around. Right. And they're Gina trying Davis to, is... Essentially, yeah. Kind of, what, kind of how Kurt Russell ended up directing Tombstone and not <laughs> George G. Cosmatados or whatever the fuck his name was. You know, right? You just end up like doing a job just, you didn't sign up for. You know what? I'll just, I'll just fucking do it. Move so yeah, so Gina it. Davis ends up more or less coaching and and uh, giving like the lead offs for the games and everything. They're trying to like make these big flamboyant flash moments to get people to the games. Right. 
So we have like three different montages in this movie. Oh yeah. The first one is them training. The second yep. one is them like kind of going throughout the season playing all these different games. And yep. it turns out Rockford is really good. Mm-hmm. And Tom Hanks starts to wake up to this a little bit. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't actually just have women. I have good ball players. Pretty good ball players yeah. here. Even though he's like trying to like but work with them and he's still very rough around the edges yeah, and he makes really one girl intense. cry which leads to what is the number the 54 greatest famous movie quote of all time which is there's, there's no, no crying, crying in baseball, baseball. <laughs> and she's it's, crying sir <laughs> and the umpire is like she's crying sir like can you fucking believe this and you then when the umpire is like okay look i want you to treat them like you would treat your mom, yeah, okay? Okay, okay. And then he Anyone says... Anyone ever tell you you look like a penis with a little hat on? <laughs> <laughs> then Every he is, time he, I almost oh fall off God. the fucking couch. But, uh, so, and also, so too, while all of this is happening, there's also, again, coming of, I guess, yourself, an arrival of self for all these girls. Because, again, they're away from home. Um, they have this one night out where they poison... Their chaperone, their chaperone, so that they can go out to to a bar or something. Yeah, and a roadhouse. A roadhouse, yeah. and like that's well, when Marla ends happening. up getting plastered and singing "It Had to Be You" at the top of her but lungs. But you also see Kit, who's like flirting with this guy. Kit's probably never been kissed no. by a boy. Probably having her first beer and cigarettes. Yeah, getting her nails painted. And Rosie O'Donnell and Madonna having this insane swing dance. Yeah. Oh my god, it made me miss swing dance. Yeah, so much. And like you know, it's they're penny so loafers. Much fun. And like, it's it's really really great. It's a very fun scene. It's shot incredibly well. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so they're not only playing baseball they're like trying to have their own freedom and live their life yes. and express themselves in certain ways the league is not doing very well as no. it turns out and so the founders are like hey you guys need to do whatever you can to like get attendance there's up. a times magazine guy here that's going to be taking pictures and unless you guys do something interesting we're going to close down yeah so gina davis catches a fly foul ball by doing the splits like you and do and just Which, like that i was like i when i saw that i was like okay is that actually her though like so Did Gina she Davis, okay, this is also getting into trivia. Gina Davis could do the splits. She just couldn't slide into it. So oh. the shot they use of her like still catching the ball, that's uh-huh. Gina Davis. But this like but she had to use a stunt down. double who slid into the splits. Oh. Which I think is different. That's okay. That's fine. I'm okay with that. She can actually do it oh, yeah, yeah, sliding yeah. into it. Because that's also too, that was quick. It was like catch yeah. down. Oh, boom. Yeah. Like yeah. that's hard. It was really, really that's, hard. Yeah. So she does that, and then they all start doing, like, little things throughout, mm. like, catch a foul ball, get a kiss, yeah. and, like, uh, yeah, all these different fun things to, like, make it more interesting. And so the league is becoming more popular. It's kind you of see like how... the Harlem Globetrotters of baseball. Right, right, which actually in real life wasn't true. Like, the league was actually pretty popular from its inception. Really? But I feel like it was a really interesting take to build drama. It builds stakes. Yeah. It, it creates like, those it, high it stakes. It puts the story on a forward projection. Yes. It comes to kind of a head where Kit is pitching, but she's got nothing left. She's, she's like, exhausted. She's just... She is... She, she has nothing, and Gina Davis confers with Tom Hanks and says, well, t- we're taking her out of the game. Uh-huh. And then Kit and Dottie end up having this huge sort of butting of heads, and Gina Davis is about to walk away. Because she, I, okay, when she's doing that, why do you think she walks away? I've always been a little conflicted about this because I never really knew why Gina Davis was playing like she always place. she always came off as like not not that I'm better than this but at the same time I'm not passionate about this mm-hmm. even though I'm really good at it even though she's really good at it and Tom Hanks is like no you're alive when you play baseball like it's what feeds you it's what lights you up mm-hmm. and so part of me is like is she doing this because she's tired of it but I but I really think that she's trying to think of her sister and give so her too. and give her 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 time in the sun because she casts such a long shadow right and that can't be easy for her to live in right i think she's going in this back and forth between i want to make sure that i give my sister the opportunities that she wants and you know maybe she's riding on my coattails but if i slip out she could keep going yeah but then also too i think she does love the game i think that she absolutely has a passion and so there's a part of her that knows that she's almost too good for her sister to succeed yeah so she decides to gracefully bow out that's what i think it is Mm -hmm. and so she's like i'm gonna go and she says to the founder look like i'm done he's like you can't leave uh he's like is there something going on with you and your sister because i saw you guys fighting 
And she's like, look, just figure it out. And he's like, I can move she you guys says, around. Yeah, she says something very specific. Dottie says, trade, trade me, me or whatever. Yep. But figure it out by tomorrow because if not, I'm leaving. Right. And it, it ends up, they actually end up trading Kit to another team. And then Kit gets furious. Like they have this even bigger heated yep. argument. Which leads to the, the maybe 55th. Maybe 55th greatest. <laughs> Where she, they're fighting. And oh, there's and then the woman comes out and she says, Has anyone seen my new red hat? <laughs> oh, piss on your red hat. Or is it... <laughs> well, that was uncalled for. <laughs> anytime. <laughs> great one-liners. Anytime that there's an awkward situation. Anytime in, in just, life, just use just that line. Just walk into just a situation in. and say, Has anyone seen my new red hat? <laughs> literally great so one great. in this movie that you forget about. Um, so Kit so... has ended up trading traded to Racine and then I think literally the next day we get is It's is, our last montage. Is is not only no. well, before the montage. No, it's not probably the, montage. the most powerful scene in the movie where the guy oh from the Oh my war, god. The guy from the war department shows up with a letter a telegram a, essentially meaning this is a telegram stating that your husband is dead. Which the lines that they gave that guy were so great cuz yeah. he's so he comes insensitive. In, he comes in and, and he's like, "Oh man, I got a letter here. Uh, I, gotta, I can't find the name, but man, these are the worst, you know. One of your you, husband's died. You think at least they could, you know, send, you know, a family something member. more than a telegram, right? And they're just and Tom Hanks is like, just give me the fucking letter. He's like, and oh, I can't give you the he letter. He shoves the guy out. He takes the. It's it's this heartbreaking moment where I and and again I feel like you feel sort of the World War Two kind of hovering over everything, yeah. you know. And Which, it's just one of those moments where Tom Hanks he like reads the telegram. He knows who it's for, and he's like walking through the locker room and passing all of these women who are like holding their breath their, yeah. to try and get ready for that moment. And just the 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 construction of that scene and the way it was written and the way it was shot and the way it was it's like so it was well it was so well done and like, like it is here's the thing I don't wish to say that what we're dealing with right now in, uh, oh my God. is is anything like a world war because it's not we're not fighting an enemy we're not like we're not at war with people mm-hmm. but we are dealing with something that is causing a significant loss of life yeah, yeah. that has no prejudice. It will come for any and everybody. Yeah, yeah. And just the same in that instance where to a degree right now, if like I found out just recently someone had passed away and as soon as I tell anybody else about it, the first thing they ask is from COVID. Like it, it doesn't matter if a person passed away from something else. Yeah. That's at the forefront of everyone's minds sure, right now, sure. which is hard yeah. and sad. But it's like, I I felt that. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. To a degree, we're experiencing something very different, but also very similar mm. to what people deal with when they're dealing with a world war. Yeah, like when larger ones, than life events. You know? Yeah, you're separated from your loved ones and you're not sure what's going to happen. And something you can't control no. either. So and it you was, feel all of that. But then again, like, you know, it's like, well, we still have a game to play. Yeah, yeah. Like, the show must go on, yeah. essentially. And which so, is not so much in the case we're living now, no. but... And then, luckily... Uh, Bill Pullman. Shows up. Yeah, Lone Star from Spaceballs shows up. And <laughs> he was shot in the leg by a sniper. This is Gina Davis's husband, yes. if you haven't seen the movie. Yes, yeah, so he was shot in the leg. He was honorably discharged because he can't do anything because right. he was shot in the leg. Uh, so he's home now. So and she's like... like but but before Bye. that, you see Gina Davis like kind of absorbing what just happened. Like after the game is played, she's alone in her room, like bawling just her sobbing. eyes out because she was ready for Tom Hanks to say, "Oh, your husband's dead." Right. But he shows up and he's safe, and all of a sudden she just decides, like, I don't want to do this anymore. We're gonna go back to Oregon. Um, you know, Kit's been traded to another team. None of this matters anymore. You know, mm-hmm. and so the peaches are in the world series like they're right. a good team and they're gonna they're gonna as serendipity would have it going they're up gonna against fight against kit's racine team. which yeah. is kit's team so gina davis gets like to illinois and then they turn yeah, back so they effectively have a couple more games where there's like four or five games that gina davis is not a part of she's already back in oregon at, or yes. heading away at that point yeah and so they get to the world series they and get it's to game down seven. between them racing and the rockford yeah, peaches to game seven to game three seven to three, and then up. they're warming up high stakes and gina davis appears yeah and just shows up already in uniform warming up right for pitching and tom hanks is like what the fuck are you doing here right 
And he's like, she's oh, like, he turned back. Got I'm not as a quitter, far as Illinois. I'm not and you're right. I love this, and I want to play. And he's like, well, I don't know if I'm going to let you play because we've had, you know, Alice, Alice filling in, and which Alice is like, Alice is she's like got like teeth missing, battered, and, you know, like a big cut on her. She face. looks like she's fallen down a tree and hit every <laughs> branch like, oh, on Alice the way. Alice is doing great. Alice is doing she's awesome. Like, and so anyway, she plays, and Tom Hanks is super happy. He's like, right. we're gonna win, yep. you know. Oh my God! Also, the kid who plays still the little kid that plays still well—that's the little shit the oh, entire God. time. So good! Oh my God! So oh. they end up playing this game. Spoilers, I guess, because this movie is—I don't know—thirty. Still years watch old. it. Like still it doesn't. Watch it. Oh my it's God! It's amazing. Uh, the Peaches end up losing. Gina Davis. Did okay. she drop the ball on that's, purpose? And that's what I was going to ask you. I don't know. If Dottie dropped the ball on purpose or if she dropped it on accident. I don't think she dropped it on purpose. I think Kit hit her so hard. That, that it knocked her it out. Knocked, it knocked that when out. I feel like it was just a lifetime of fuck you. I want to be my own person. And she I just threw know. herself into her like I a human feel torpedo. Like, I feel like she dropped it. You think so? I think so. Because she, the same exact thing she's happens earlier in the movie times and she holds and on to the ball. holds on to it. Yeah. But you I have all know. these great moments where you see like. You get this moment with like you know Gina, going like, at. and you know Gina Davis like may almost I don't know if she's like making the decision in the moment she's yeah. like trying to brace herself for it. There she's were a like, lot of split second. Decisions. I feel like she's like not ready for it. No, like, she sees Kit coming and she's like, oh shit, right? You know? like, and this is the last like if she passes and and is safe, yeah. they win. Like it's and down it's to shot this, and it's cut in such a great way that you really feel like the stakes up until yes. that final moment. Well, with Rosie O'Donnell being out in the field, being like, oh my god. See, that would be me. Like, that would be me at most, like, sporting events in high school. Yes. Like, I was just the outspoken guy who didn't play any of this. Why does that I was just the kid who not surprise shit. me? Every yeah. Blazer game that we've ever gone to, that is exactly we what We ended up I on the kit. No, we didn't get the kiss cam, but we got, like, the, the prize cam, remember? Remember no. we won something? Uh-uh. Yeah. We, we were at did? a Blazer game. And they they gave us like tickets to some I don't remember what the hell it was but you don't I remember think, that I think you're thinking of Taco Tuesday where just Taco <laughs> Bell coupons rain down from that's the sky. Not what happened. I feel they actually like that's came what up happened. to our section. I don't put know. Put the camera on us. What? And gave us. Are you something. sure that wasn't someone else? I don't remember what it was. Are you sure it was me? I'm pretty sure it was you, Megan. No. Because we've been to a few Blazer games. We right? have. We've yeah. been to two. If that was someone else, can you comment or message below? If that was someone else that Ben <laughs> dated before me, I'm pretty sure can it was we just my wife. Clean it up, <laughs> clear, just get some clarity there. I'm pretty sure it was. But us. Uh, anyways. no, anyways, it's so, so the peaches is, lose. Yes. Racine wins. Kit finally gets her moment in the sun. She's the champion. She's being hoisted up on everyone's shoulders. And then we go back to Gina Davis in present time, yes. regaling everything, and they're opening. Uh, this exhibit Hall specifically fame, for the yeah. yeah the Hall of Fame for these women, and then there's this really gorgeous moment between Dottie and Kit yeah. where they're reunited. Which the casting oh my god for they those look women amazing. look like you yes. the search that they had to have done for you that you really have to go oh on and my look. God. I need to look up the lady who played older Gina Davis because she it's was uncanny. a bombshell. Oh yeah, she's back gorgeous. In the day, and you just have to get on her IMDb. But you can tell, like looking at her, even at the age that she's in in this movie, you can just tell, like, oh, she must have been fucking stunning. Yes, in her heyday, and she absolutely is. Yeah. I just need to look up her name. So but, at any oh here rate, here she is. Her name is Lynn Cartwright. Uh, unfortunately, she passed away in 2004, but she had a very she had 50 years as an actor uh, in film and television. And the shot that they use for her IMDb page is stunning. Yeah, like she is a bombshell. Uh, so yeah, Lynn Cartwright, who played the older version of Gina Davis. So now we get to now we go to oh wait. Would you recommend this movie? Fuck yeah, I would. I would as well. It is like one of the biggest feel-good movies. The fact that it's loosely based on tr a true story, yes. even if it's not like point for point actually what happened. Yes. It's so inspiring and so good that you just can't help but enjoy it. It's it's one of those movies that you just don't want to walk away from. No, so. it's so great. My favorite Tom Hanks movie. My favorite performance of his still is. So they first started in 1943. Yeah. That was the first year. Mm -hmm. And then they continued every year until 1954. Yep. 
So almost 10 years. Yeah, it de- it of course decreased in popularity as you know, the war ended, yeah. but as it turns out, like the teams were like legitimately good and yeah. they had a lot of really good ball players. I'm just trying to figure out what the scale thing means. The scale? That's going to drive me crazy. Oh, oh, as far as the symbol. Yeah. It's going to drive me bonkers. Okay, at any rate. Uh, Should we hop into that? Wait, w- would you recommend this movie? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would recommend to literally anybody that isn't <laughs> a stranger? chauvinistic, like, dick. Yeah. And even then, I'd be like, you could probably figure out a way to get through it. Like, yeah. it's an amazing movie. It really it's is. so well written. It's It covers so many different areas uh, of just, like... Yeah, it's it's an amazing movie. Yeah, and it truly is a love story between two sisters. Like that's really. I don't think it's a love story between two sisters. I think it is. I think it's many things. Well, yes, but at its core, I feel like it revolves around the relationship between Dottie and Kit. If I was to get super intense about the meaning, I would say that it is about the different kinds of love. Okay. Because there's, and I've learned this in high school. I cannot tell you if you showed me on a map to point out where North Dakota is. Okay. I can't tell you, but I do know that there's four different terms in Latin for kinds of love, mm. which is the romantic love, there's family love, there's self-love, and friendship love. Oh, okay. And so I feel like this movie covers all of those bases. Yeah, I think so. In terms of love of your family, love of yourself, romantic love, and then love of your friends. Um, but I think it also covers you know, passion, what you love to do and what brings you alive. Absolutely. So I don't think it's necessarily just a love story. I think that's part of it. Oh, but sure. I think there's sure. there's just so much to it. It's not a complicated storyline, but there's a lot of meanings there to it. There are complicated characters. It's there are complicated characters. Yes, Life's I mean. complicated <laughs> yeah, as people, it turns out. People are complicated. People are complicated. Show happen to some trivia? Let's do it. I need to get a kazoo. <laughs> I should get amazing. a kazoo and do we that. We should get instruments while to do the music. you are, yes. During the filming of the World Series games, stars took turns entertaining the hundreds of unpaid extras. Tom Hanks did puppet shows over the dugout. Oh! Rosie O'Donnell did stand-up comedy. And various actors pretended to be Madonna and sang her songs after the singer balked at performing for the fans, which I think was kind of shitty of her. Balked at performing? Yeah. So she said she wouldn't do it? No, she wouldn't do it. The fuck? I don't know. Madonna. That's... You're a performer. Madonna, we know you're watching Just and it. listening. Go this back and find all of those extras and get them together <laughs> for a concert and do an apology concert. Sing at least four songs to make up for that shit. The strawberry bruise that Renee Coleman oh, or Alice had that's right. on her thigh uh, remained on her leg for over a year. Because Wait, that actually happened. That was a real injury? Yeah. <gasps> Mm-hmm. I even thought the makeup that was done for that was so incredible. All injuries and bruises in the film were real injuries that the actresses received during filming. Oh my God. Yes. Gina Davis joined the production as a late replacement for Deborah Winger, who was originally supposed to play Dottie Henson a few days before filming was due to start. Davis's character was supposed to be one of the greatest female baseball players in America, and the cast had been doing baseball training for months at this point. Within weeks, Gina Davis had completely mastered the game and was regularly beating her co-stars in it. So, so she's just a born athlete. She's well, she's just fucking she amazing. She also has at an everything. IQ of one forty. She's a genius. She was. She's in Glow out. too, and she's amazing yeah, in Glow. She is. Like I just, I fucking love her yeah. so much. She's just, she's her classy. and Sigourney Weaver. I'm like, those oh, yeah. are my like, like, those are my serious log lines. I'm mm. fucking obsessed with you. Lori Petty was in reality a faster runner than Gita Davis and had to run slower while while uh, while uh, appearing she was running. Oh, for the run when they were running for this. When they're running from... Because she's uh, a lot taller. She is, yeah. She's like a gazelle. Yeah. Yes, but Lori Petty was much, much faster. Interesting. Uh, The characters at the Baseball Hall of Fame as seen playing as the credits roll are real original players from the league that are portrayed in the movie. There's also some uh, who are at that baseball game at the end of the movie. I wondered... Some of them have lines where that one lady's like, oh, who's that? And she's like, oh, that's Dottie Henson. And the lady who says, says that. that's Dottie Henson is actually... Was, is actually Dottie Henson. Is actually no. Dottie. no, she played in the league for, I think, seven years. Wow. And I think was their best player. Aww. Um, yeah, again, for the famous split, Cash Gina Davis had to have a stunt double slide into the split. Although Davis could do the splits, as shown, she could not slide into it. So, there's that. Huh. 
Um, let's see. Actresses auditioning for the film had to prove they could play baseball. All the actresses cast in the film, apart from Gina Davis, did their own baseball stunts. Wow. And none of the performers wanted stunt doubles. So they were wow. very Wow. Oh, I love that. Tom Hanks gained 30 pounds in preparation for the role. He attributed the weight he gained he to, to uh, there was a nearby Dairy Queen uh, close to their base camp. So that's just where he went. All during filming, Penny Marshall encouraged Hanks to keep eating. Meanwhile, she was telling Rosie O'Donnell to eat as little as possible, which I don't know if that was a joke. Is that a joke trivia thing? I don't know. Huh. It's Rosie O'Donnell's a big girl. Yeah. I mean, she is, but it's she's not unhealthy. She doesn't look unhealthy. I don't think so. The movie's line, There's No Crying in Baseball, was voted as number 54 movie quote by the American Film Institute. This movie was inducted into Congress's... Uh, film registry for preservation in mm. 2012 so it's now a permanent part of the history. American history slash cultural zeitgeist after elite tryouts were completed all the players were sent to charm and beauty school this is factual and the real AAGPBL players were sent to the Hel- to the Helena Rubinstein beauty salon to be made over and they attended Helena Rubinstein's evening charm school oh after God. afternoon practices for proper etiquette hygiene and the league's dress code were taught and reinforced. I have a few little tidbits about that. Okay. So, the proper etiquette for every situation was taught, and every aspect of personal hygiene, mannerisms, and dress code was presented to all players. Uh-huh. Uh, in effect, to make each player as physically attractive as possible, each received a beauty kit and instructions on how to use it. Oh, no. As a part of the league's rules of conduct, the girls were not permitted to have short hair, they could not smoke or drink in public places, and they were required to wear lipstick at all times. What? Fines for not following uh. the league's rules of conduct were $5 for the first offense, 10 bucks for the second, and then you were suspended. What? For the third. For not wearing Josephine lipstick? Josephine Jojo D'Angelo was fired for cutting her hair short. Women's contracts were much stricter about behavior than in, in the men's league. What the fuck? And each team was also assigned, assigned its own chaperone. So, oh my God! How far we've come, thank the Lord. But I feel like again, this was kind of the the kickoff for a lot of professional women's yeah. sports, whether it be soccer, whether it be basketball. Yeah. You know, I can't think of anything pre World War II that was actually an, an official, nationally recognized right. club. So it was cool to to take some of that factuality to take something that actually existed, yeah, and make a movie and make a really fun story about and I, it. And it's again, it's written <clears throat> so fucking I think well. So. Like yeah. the dialogue is natural. It's funny. It's sweet. It's gut wrenching. It's this is an incredible movie. It really is a truly incredible movie. Made in so, a time when like really good movies were made. Yeah. This was like the early nineties. Oh you know, yeah, before everything became like temple franchises right. and stuff like that it's, it was just a, a good movie for the sake of it's being its a own good story movie. it's a good story for the sake of being a good story it didn't and need a sequel no. there is a fun fact that i did want to add one of our previous guests mm-hmm. was actually involved with a unofficial uh musical version of a league of their own mm-hmm. our mm-hmm. wonderful friend Lindsay brooks yes hi Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. Uh, she actually was casting a version of this. It's a musical, an unauthorized musical version of A League of Their Own out in L.A. Um, there was also this other super weird version, uh, musical version of A League of Their Own that was done, but it's like pre-League of Their Own. So it's like the girls are not all together. I think like Dottie and Kit aren't there. Okay. But like a bunch of other girls are there and they discover like a radium plant or something and they have to fight the people that have made a radium plant and it's a musical but there's no baseball i'm not sure i don't know it's i'm not i have no idea what happened i I remember seeing it and i was like okay okay i feel like there's a lot of things going on that's like pouring chocolate onto your spaghetti like it's just it's too much (laughs) what are we doing it was at any rate but yeah, I I can see why so many people voted for this movie. And it's a feel good movie in a time where you know I feel like we all need something to make us feel uplifted and believe in the human condition and mm-hmm. you know 
that so, even through hardship, things are going to be okay. Yeah. yeah. So if you haven't seen this movie, take two hours out of your life. You absolutely and watch will it. be happy that you watch this movie tonight or tomorrow. Just yes. Do just it. Just fucking do it. I do swear it. to God, do it. I'd love to pull another movie off of these lists because I feel like there's a lot of we're really, on a really good, good ones. track with these kind of like early '90s feel good movies. And again, but there's several that I haven't seen on there. That's great. So I also we'll, like I didn't. I haven't seen When Harry Met Sally. Yeah. I, there's like so many of them. So so, so let's pick one off of. Of this list um, if you guys have any more suggestions we'll throw something on Instagram and Facebook and see what we get back but thank you so much for your suggestions mm-hmm. keep them coming yes if you think of anything that's like inside or outside of the box let us know because we have a lot of time in our yes hands. and please take time to subscribe to our YouTube channel uh, it's super easy just go there and hit subscribe <laughs> uh, and then please do the same wherever you listen to your podcast because we are also releasing this on uh, various different podcast platforms mm-hmm. so please subscribe and then last but not least if you like us I mean if you don't like us you could still do this but <laughs> why are you listening still uh, uh, that's nice of you sure to listen to us. Make sure that you leave like a review specifically on iTunes. Um, that would be great. I think it's Apple Podcast that has reviews show. Right. So we would really love it. We actually already have a couple of really wonderful reviews. Shout out to Clara Hillier. Um, yeah, so it would be awesome if you guys could subscribe, share, and show us the love. Because you know we're just doing this. Because we we really like doing yeah. this. We really like having yeah, this three, podcast. Three plus seasons of this. And now, if so. you guys love it, we would really love to have your support in many ways. Yeah. So uh, subscribe, share, write reviews. Tell your friends. And wear a mask. Put on gloves. Six put feet, please. Hand sanitizer on your gloves. Mm. Uh, on your lips. If you need any excuse to get out of anything, this is as good a time as any to use ridiculous COVID measures <laughs> to get out of something. Exactly. Uh, and uh, yeah, we will find a movie for next week. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye.